Good morning. This is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I've got our 9-17-2020 news breakdown, and I'm just going to touch on, I'm just going to start right in on the news conferences today with Pelosi Schumer. Um, we heard about, uh, they were basically pushing the narrative <clears throat> that they're, they're, there's still a need for testing, uh, that we need to get the testing numbers and we need to get the, uh, the overall, I mean, that's their, their biggest thing is let's push the, the testing narrative. Um, so, you know, I want to just touch on that real quick. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and hit a timeline here. Uh, I'm going to go down with the facts. Okay. So they're saying that, that up to this point, basically the president has not done enough in testing. Uh, the administration has not done anything in the way of getting the, the testing out there. They're saying that that they're, they've left he's left it to the states to decide, which he has, uh, how they're going to control. Uh, each 50 states gets to figure out how they're controlling um, the, the, the pandemic situation. I'm going to nickname it. I'm going to change it. It's, it's now going to be the pandemocrat. OK, so we're not in a pandemic anymore. We're in a pandemocrat. So <clears throat> what we have is um a narrative being pushed that the president and the administration has not done anything to uh to, up to this point to this day at this date today 917 uh they have not the administration's done nothing to get uh, adequate testing and that apparently states are still uh, not able to get supplies um so and, and their narrative basically you know they're using a, a two or three step method of, of running this narrative is one we don't have testing Two, the, the people can't get tested. There's not enough uh, resources to test, so we need more money. Okay. Now, in the background, you're going to keep hearing me say we need more money because that's what they want. They want access to money. The reason they want access to money is because a lot of the facilities in the Democratic states that are going to be accessing these funds are not going to be using it for what you think. So that being said, it's all about taxpayer money, and that's the main reason they want Trump out. They, they do, not, do not have the access they had under Obama's administration to access uh, taxpayer money to do whatever they want, invest in overseas projects, uh, and be able to siphon money into their own pockets or, or their spouse's pockets. So um, I'm going to run this timeline down. So we, 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 you know, we're not getting enough testing as of today. We're not getting resources. People and citizens are not being tested. That's what was, was brought up in the news conference. Um, we, we don't have the resources and we need money. Okay. We need money. Uh, if you listen to, the, to that, uh, every speaker that came out there re uh, required and requested under their HEROES Act that we need money. Okay. So, I'm yet to hear the president with his response to this. I'm yet to hear the, the president say we need money. Okay. I'm yet to hear uh, on the other side of the aisle. I'm yet to hear uh, we need money. So there's a budget set for this, this heroes act or cares act extension. Uh, you know, both sides is pitching their, their bill and each one does take money. One takes a lot less money, but you know, of course, being an election year and being politicians that they are, they're going to pick apart the other person's bill. Um, it's not enough money. Uh, my thing is, if you're saying it's not enough money, what if you were to look at your own bill and say, maybe we, maybe we're asking too much. Maybe we can strip this down. On the flip side, uh, you know, I'm sure on the other side of the aisle, they're looking at, well, can we? Uh, is there a need to push for more money on certain things that we're asking? So. 
you know, at the end of the day, and I've said this before, our congressional leaders are shit. Okay, they're failures. They're they're not. They have no. They do not have the best interest of our nation uh, at hand. They have politics, their political career, and access to taxpayer money to keep footing their own bills. That's what's important to our congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. To be clear, uh, there is no at no point am I seeing press conferences uh, that are addressing the fact that you have people that are in need of help and. It's not important for months and months and months now to argue. It's not important to stop the argument and just pass a bill. I don't care if it's the big bill, the little bill, or the middle bill. Uh, the fact of the matter is, there's been they're asking for money, but no money is being put out for the U.S. citizens who uh, are the taxpayers. So I'm going to hit a I'm going to hit a little timeline here. Uh, I just want to hit on this real quick, kind of run down. So I'm looking at WhiteHouse.gov. You can pull this up yourself. The testing overview. Uh, so again, I want to kind of knock some of the, bull, the the BS that we've heard on this Pelosi Schumer uh, circus press conference this morning. So on January 21st of this year, <clears throat> BARDA, which is Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, convenes on leading diagnostics companies to encourage uh, development of COVID tests. So now we're in the midst of an impeachment, <clears throat> you know, the impeachment hoax. We have that going on. That's the most important thing to the Democrats. And on January 21st, we already have January 21st, the first month of the year before the COVID was really a, a crazy blown up out of proportion thing. OK, January 21st, they're, they're already convening on encouraging the development of COVID-19 tests. OK, February 15th, uh, roughly uh, give or take uh, barely a month later, BARDA announces funding opportunities for developing COVID-19 diagnostic tests. So they're, they're telling people in the industry that does testing and vaccine creation, uh, we, we are offering funding or grants for your, your company to help us develop uh, vaccines. So February 21st, the National Institute NIH provides COVID-19 RNA to, uh, to diagnostic companies to expedite private sector test development. So now we are on the 21st, so exactly a month later from January 21st to February 21st, we are already in development. We already have RNA out there in labs being worked on to cross or reverse engineer uh, a virus, okay? So February 29th, FDA permits immediately use laboratory validated tests, rapidly expanding uh, testing capacity. So we now, the FDA immediately is, is pushing for the, the, there's tests, there's validated tests. So on March 4th, the president and the senior administration officials convened in a meeting with leading diagnostic companies. FDA uh, updates its EU, EUA uh, template for laboratories. They update the manufacturing. Um, <clears throat> so then stage one hits, stage one launch. Okay, so the issues in the EUA tests uh, come about. So we now have, we're now looking at March, March 13th, FDA issues the EUA to Roche's uh, COBRA's, COBRA 19 test within 24 hours receiving an application, okay? FDA issues the first emergency use authorization. I'm reading this really fast and I know sometimes I go really fast and I just I'm just letting you know I'm doing it because there's a lot of information. Um, so the FDA issues this first emergency use authorization for a point of care for COVID on March 18th. Uh, April 21st, FDA authorizes the first COVID-19 diagnostic test with a home collection option. That's with LabCorp. Now, LabCorp is one of the biggest ones right now that are pushing these tests. I know that as a fact because half the LabCorp's uh, testing ended up on my in my yard from somebody's dumpster uh, uh, around the corner from me. Uh, 
pr pretty nasty stuff. So FDA has issued 70 uh, EUA uh, for molecular testing for serological tests. So again, <clears throat> you know, between, so we're, we're saying right here at LabCorp, April 21st, let's, let's make that as a keynote date, okay, April 21st. So at that point, we have issued LabCorp tests that are now approved for testing. Now, do we have a lot of tests? No. Are we developing in, in, in manufacturing? Correct. We already discussed that, that they already started putting that into action way back in March and February. Okay, but, but they had to be made. So in order, to, in, in, order, in order to pass the FDA. So April 21st is our date. April 21st, the first tests rolled out and were, were, were usable, were working. LabCorp had them. Okay, so... Uh, for the for Pelosi to come out in a press conference and and throw a false narrative in the media, which is what she does. I mean, we, we if you've ever seen the video of her wrap up smear where she literally talks about a political weapon they use, which is to throw out there a narrative, let the media push the narrative so that the people think that it's true. And then you keep putting pressure on the same narrative. And eventually it's called a wrap up smear. And it becomes basically to the, to the people watching the media and the news, it becomes true to them. They, they believe it because there's so much, they, they have to believe the media, oh, they're reporting it, it must be fact. So again, this wrap up smear is exactly what you heard today in this press conference. We're still smearing the administration. We're still uh, standing here in a press conference saying, we wanna pass a bill, we need more money, but we're going to wrap up and smear somebody instead of actually taking action. So the thing that everyone's missing is when, when you're hearing these things, they're, they're, they're missing one point. They're still not taking action themselves. They're still not being held accountable or holding themselves accountable. Instead, they're going to point the finger. The administration didn't do something right. The administration messed up. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the other side of the aisle and the Senate's not, not following through. The House is doing what the House is doing. So, you know, that's a lie period. There is no facts to support that there's no testing right now and no resources. We've had resources for testing since what was our key date? April 21st. Okay. April 21st, key date, we had testing starting. Um, so up to this point, we are now at 9-17-2020 and we have plenty of testing. I don't know. I, I know for a fact there's, there's multiple tests that were scattered across my yard, used disgusting tests were scattered across my yard. So that's how I know the urgent, little tiny urgent care across the street from my house had that many tests going out. So, and, and at the end of my street, at the other end of my street, there's a medical facility, they test drive up. So you got people coming through in cars. Uh, there is plenty of testing. Now, every state may be different, but in, in the, the other part of that narrative they were pushing in this press conference was that uh, uh, the president left it at each state to handle it. That is true. Uh, the, if you want the federal government to come in, swoop in and handle everything, I mean, you're talking about a big FEMA. Uh, you're talking about a huge FEMA. I mean, you're, you're going to have to have FEMA and a bunch of other agencies come in and do a full what would look like, which is probably what they were wanting, which what would look like a, uh, a takeover. Uh, and that's not what Trump's administration did. And I think he handled that right by allowing each state to dictate how they wanted to handle it. And you see that some states handled it and they, they got it nipped in the bud pretty well. And you see other states that didn't and, and they, they have outbreaks. You see New York was mismanaged. You see California is, is a nightmare. Uh, there's just a lot of different states that just kind of got hit a little harder. And you also got to factor in population. You got to factor in travel to those states, the uh, business areas um, and exposure. So, you know, there's a lot of variables with this thing that, you know, it's great to throw a narrative in the press conference, 
Um, but what they're not discussing is the, the variables that, that would create these narratives, okay? Um, and as far as the president leaving it to the states, I think that was the right thing to do. I, as, a, as a state governor, uh, if I was a state governor, I don't think I would ever want the federal government swooping in and telling, dictating what my health department in my state has to do for my citizens. That is not what the federal government level is supposed to do for state. Um, that's why we have a chain of command and a tier. That's why we have uh, municipal local government. That's why we have state level government. And that's why we have federal level government. So the narrative we heard on this press conference kind of irked me because uh, first off, we're still back to orange man bad and we're still we're still smearing uh, our administration. Second off, it's a lie to the American people. They are asking for money for other reasons. It is not to hand you and I a check uh, to, to help relieve and pay our bills and support our family. That is not what this bill, either bill, is about. Um, there is too much meat on the bone. Uh, we want the bone, and that's it. We just want uh, for people to get, a ch get, the, get the support they need. And honestly, it's time to go back to work. So while this is nice that they're fighting over a bill, I say lift, the, lift every mandate. Let, let's let this country get back to work and let these businesses start functioning. And we may not even need to, to even deal with these stupid politicians in Congress with their bill. They can shove the bill as far up their butt as they want. So that being said, I'm just going to, you know, we went, we went into stage two. Uh, and I'm just going to, you know, this PDF just kind of keeps going. Uh, strengthening the supply chain. Now, that it's interesting when you go down this, it has a scale, which is where they started really kind of elevating things and getting things right. Uh, CVS launched the first detailed testing site in Massachusetts is what this says. Um, so our April 21st is when LabCorp had it. You know, this is when we were doing more bigger on a bigger scale. But it says right here in March, March 19th, CVS was the first to launch uh, the retail based version of these tests. Um, uh, FDA authorized New York State on February 29th for diagnostic testing. February 29th. OK, not even a month, month and a half into this thing. And we already had testing on the ground in New York. OK, so for them to push a narrative that on 917, we still don't have resources and people still aren't being tested. That is a flat out bold faced lie, period. Um, and I'm calling it out. I'm calling it like I see it. That is a bold faced lie. I am looking the information up right here in my face. I can pull it up here and I can pull up congressional uh, records of, of all of this being passed. Um, and, and being pushed through. So, you know, absolute lie. And if you're somebody who's telling me you're doing your research and you're not reading the same stuff I'm reading right now with the actual facts and dates and data, then you're a liar. You're not doing your research. You're just following what the media is telling you, the narrative that you're being told. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your family a disservice. Now you're worried about these people telling you that this administration is doing harm to your family and killing people. Here's the fact. If you're not doing research like I am and reading what is really happening and what really the response that the administration took to save lives, then you're not saving your own family. Hear me again. You're not doing a service for your family, period. You are actually putting your family at more risk by listening to the nonsense because it is a weaponized political game with this COVID thing. Um, and that's not denying that it's real. It is a real virus. It is deadly to people that are susceptible or, or have uh, underlying conditions. However, you are not doing a service to yourself and your community if you are not reading the stuff I'm telling you right now that you can find online at whitehouse.gov, which is public record. 
Uh, you're not hearing uh, Pelosi do a press conference against this public record. Why? Because this is fact. She can't lie about this because the normal citizen, you and I can look at it. She knows that. The wrap-up smear has to be information they throw out in the, in the press conference that you can't find, that can't be confirmed. This is all confirmed. This is public record for all the nation and the world to see. Um, so on that note, you know, we had testing all the way February 29th. Our, our original date that we were talking LabCorp was April 21st. It says here on the website in this PDF from whitehouse.gov public record, uh, February 29th, New York was already had diagnostic testing. Fe uh, March 19th, CVS had testing uh, in, on retail basis. Um, so you could walk in and, and do a retail. You could get a test at CVS. So that being said, I'm going to kind of break away from that. I've spent a lot of time on that, but <clears throat> you guys need to understand the media is not your friend. Uh, these news outlets are not your friend. Uh, the, the politicians you're listening to and following and encouraging and wanting to vote for are not your friends. Okay. These people have no interest other than a photo op to show up at your kid's school or your house and, and shake your hand, period. And they're only going to do it during an election year. Okay. Uh, don't, don't fall for the, the, don't drink the Kool-Aid as people say. Now on another note with Pelosi, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you have moderate Democrats pressuring Pelosi, uh, house leadership to move new Corona coronavirus bill, stop the stupidity. Okay. So again, this isn't, this is coming from, this is uh, a headline on Fox news. You can, you and again, I, the media is stupid and they suck. However, there's some meat on this bone, okay? Because uh, you can now go to ABC, you can go to uh, NBC, uh, I believe it's uh, PBS. Uh, there's, there's three or four other outlets I read this on before I pulled this one up. The only reason I pulled this one up is A, because of the headline, uh, it makes sense. And B, because it actually is quoting what is going on here, okay? So I'm just going to real quick go through this. I've got a few minutes to, to kind of wrap this up. Moderate Democrats, especially in the swing districts, have been pressuring House Speaker Pelosi to pass another coronavirus bill uh, immediately, signaling that blaming the, the Senate Republicans and White House for the inaction isn't flying back home with their constituents. OK, are you are you understanding what I just went over? And then are you understanding what I'm saying? It's you're being fed a line of BS by this lady and by the politicians that are supporting her. Uh, they are all saying in the background to her, it is time. My constituents are suffering. We have people that need money. Their families and kids are, are, we can only live so long on these food programs local in the state. We need this passed. We need something in, in effect. And they're, and they're basically telling her enough with the arguing over what you're trying to do to get extra tax money. Just pass a bill. That's what they're trying to say. Representative Mac Rose, a Democrat in New York, okay? Uh, probably one of the most anti-Trump, anti-GOP uh, states you could possibly, next to California, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, Max Rose, uh, Democrat in New York, was among the backers of the plan and said his frustration with the leadership's failure to make a deal pales in comparison to the frustration of his constituents needing help, which is what I just discussed. The people are suffering and their voice is being drowned out by Pelosi. And it's not fair. It's been four months since the House passed its $3 trillion HEROES Act, which died in the GOP Senate. And now Rose and, fe and fellow um, frontline Democrats have been urging House, uh, House leadership to put another bill on the floor that can actually become law. The pressure is loud, he says, and forthright, and it is bipartisan in nature. 
Um, uh, let's see, Rose told Fox News that he is urging both GOP and Democratic leaders to move a real bill forward uh, because that pressure is reflective of the American people. They are sick and tired of politics. I just said that. That's what this is all about. This is a political weapon. Uh, they are leveraging to gain more access to your taxpayer money. That is all this ballgame with Pelosi is. That is all it is. If you have a bill that's coming from the Senate, and again, I, I hate to, be, to favor sides, okay, and it sounds like I am, and maybe I am, but if you have uh, uh, the Senate pushing a bill <clears throat> or the GOP pushing a bill, and that bill is $1.5 trillion, okay, and you have the other side pushing a bill that is $3 trillion of your money, you have to ask why. You have to ask why that price difference. And you need to know what's in that price difference. You need to know that 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 larger bill is not there just to sustain the people. It is not there to hand each person a thousand dollar check or a twelve hundred dollar check. That bill is that big because it goes to special interest groups. It goes to medical facilities, companies, corporations on their side that will have access to these funds, whether they need it or not. That's that's the key. What they keep telling you is we need this stuff. Medical agencies and hospitals, are, they, are there a need of this and that and the other? I'm not denying that they need things. But do they need what they're asking for trillions of dollars for? Absolutely not. So they're basically opening up a wallet and saying, we need this much X amount, extra trillion dollars. We're going to hold the wallet, give you the wallet and the credit card account. And you guys have access to this extra money that we're trying to get passed. And if it passes, it you just make sure you vote for me. That's what you're seeing. That's what this is all about. This is about political careers. This is about access to taxpayer money. This is about their the, the congressional leader's spouses and or friends and lobbyist uh, lawmakers that are getting gains off of your money and your vote for these things. Uh, so again, when I see a bill that says that uh, 1.5 trillion or 300 trillion, uh, I have to, as a as a real person, I have to ask myself what, why, and just like if my wife stepped to me and said, you know, I'd like to buy a, a kitchen table, for example, uh, this one's 400 dollars and will do the job. It's the right size. It's sturdy. It's a good name brand. Uh, but I, I, somebody's told me that there's one over here for 3,000 dollars, and it's it's the same or better. If it's the same or better, I'm spending $400, okay? And that's just being logical, and that's just being a budget-wise budget, budget wise person with my finances. Uh, and that's how every taxpayer needs to be right now. So on that note, you know, I want to I want to get off that, but but there's a real push uh, right now for these. Uh, these people are really pushing on Nancy Pelosi. And, and you notice <clears throat> the other reason that I, I bring up this headline is because it's not just the fact that she's in the forefront and the leadership and of the House. She's the speaker. Uh, because she's holding down the voice of not just the constituents and all, all the states represented. She's holding down the voices of these Democrat and Republican uh, leaders in those cities it, that, that are the representatives. She's not allowing their word and their voice for their constituents to be heard. She is basically suppressing what the constituents of these people want. And it's not it's politics and it's BS. OK, so on that note, I'm going to click out of that one and I want to read this one off real quick. Uh, another one. Here we go. Freedus, Freedus, Freedom Caucus pushing McCarthy to back long shot effort to remove Pelosi as House Speaker. Again, th this isn't something I'm making up. This isn't a media narrative. This, again, 
is, and it is a long shot because it's not going to happen. Nobody, nobody's going to allow Pelosi. They would just be a big slap in the face to the DNC and the Democratic Party if they removed Pelosi at this point. And even if they disagree with her, they're not going to. Uh, but the fact that there is a a push to do so is is huge. Uh, what it says, uh, McCarthy, the the Ingram angle. Uh, they're really pushing forward with Freedom Caucus members who occupy uh, just about 40 of the 435 seats. So you have a small movement that's trying to do this, okay? But again, back to what I the initial initial what we were talking about with these press conferences and stuff. This lady, you know, I see these people on her website or on her Facebook or whatever when she does a stupid press conference or she posts something and it, people are just praising her, just praising her. This woman. Uh, just like every politician, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I, the topic is her right now. That's why I'm, I'm being very uh, uh, targeting to her. Uh, this woman is evil. This woman is disgusting politician, lifelong politician. Uh, it, it, I think the announcement's been made. There's rumors that, that even if, if Trump gets reelected, she'll probably retire anyhow. So what is she giving you? What does she have for you? Nothing. She's fixing to walk away after making billions of dollars, millions of dollars, not billion, maybe millions, uh, off of the taxpayers uh, all these years, giving themselves raises, uh, you know, health care, the golden parachute retirement package when she gets to retire. No, nobody out here is getting that. None of you citizens are getting that. None of you supporters of Pelosi are getting that. Um, so, you know, play your politics. If you're going to play politics and you want to be involved in, in, in being the voice of your party, uh, start voice being the voice of your party that makes sense. Don't support people like that. Don't support politicians to hold a seat and dictate what your party is going to and not going to get, because what you're doing is you're dictating to the people that of your party what they are going to get. And what your people are getting right now is nothing. And what the other people on the other side of the aisle on the GOP and Republican side are getting is nothing. And it's because of these leaders that you guys follow that you call leaders uh, th th it's disgusting, this lady. Okay. So that being said, uh, New Jersey Democrats, I'm reading another one. Murphy, uh, Murphy, New Jersey Dems agreed to raise millions, millionaires taxes. Okay. Give 500, uh, $500 rebates to the middle-class family sources. Now, again, election year, uh, what better way to ask for votes than to say, we're going to tax the rich people in this state. We're going to give you $500, dude, 500 freaking dollars. Whoever uh, uh, put this out here, and I'm looking at Governor Phil Murphy, okay? He's the guy. So I'm sorry. Whoever, somebody needs to go kick this dude in his nuts, okay? Seriously. Five, you're you're, you're going to literally tell New Jersey citizens that you're going to give them $500 rebate to middle-class families. Um, but it's because, and then also to get that vote, we're going to tell you that we're taxing, raising taxes on millionaires. Uh, and I'm, I, you know, people that know me know how I feel about that. If you want to go out there and make money and hustle and you make, you build a business, you make money, you become a corporate CEO, you, you're making millions of dollars and you establish yourself as a millionaire. You earned that. And, and I understand the basis of taxes and there's a lot of other variables, but this whole push by any party to take money from people that have succeeded is BS. You earn it, you work for it, it's yours, okay? Tax the money that's legally taxable, even though I hate taxes, and and go and move on with your bad self. And if you're a, a middle to low income family, 
work work or work an angle to get a better opportunity. Start applying for other jobs while you're working the job you're at. Go get that online education to get the degree you want that's going to move your pay, pay scale up. Um, I'm sick and tired of hearing about people taking money from other people that earned it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about the welfare uh, programs and people, you know, uh, the taxpayers footing the bill for people that just are too lazy to work and people that admit it on camera. It's been there's videos out there of people saying, oh, man, if I can get a free handout, I'm just going to get the free handout. Why would I get a job? You know, I'll have three, four more kids. Dude, that's pathetic. And then to say we're going to support those same people are going to support taking more money from the millionaire because they're going to get five hundred dollar rebate back. Crap, guys. Crap. Uh, I hope you guys don't support that. And if you do, call in, man. Uh, uh, go ahead and hit me on the on the email. Be a guest. Hit me up. Um, so on that note, um, I'm just looking. There's police supporters gathering in L.A. hospital after some of the protesters shouted they wanted uh, wounded deputies to die. Um, that's another video I was just looking at earlier. Um, you got another whistleblower. Guys, we got another whistleblower. Military police sought heat heat ray weapon okay so we have a a another uh we've got another whistleblower and he's saying that we were going to use a military weapon on dc protesters guys look out uh and, and the last one i want to touch on and i'm not going to get to touch on so maybe i'll hit something later fbi director ray says antifa is a real thing fbi has cases against people identifying with that movement boom antifa is real black lives matter is not supporting black lives uh, it is literally political. The Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and congressional leaders are failures, period. Uh, uh, call, text, uh, call me, email me, go to our website, twopartypodcast.com. Tell me why I'm wrong, please. And this is Dean, Two Party Podcast. I'm out. Two Party Podcast, we use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to uh, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, it's just a very simple platform. Helps you get your get off the ground. Kind of help you get your podcast moving forward. Um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that that typically you wouldn't know and you'd have to learn. So it, it does help with the learning curve. So we we really appreciate and use Anchor uh, as well as it's many other platforms we've tried. Anchor seems to be the easiest.